0: Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We praise you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. As we are standing, let us read Luke chapter 8, verse 4 to 15. And I will read in NIV version. While a large crowd, Luke chapter 8, verse 4 through 15, while a large crowd was gathering, And people were coming to Jesus from town after town. He told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because They had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that though seeing, they may not see. Though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the paths are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked up by the life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Father in heaven. We thank you for your word. (laughs) We want to hear from you, Master. It's not my voice, my word. It's your word, Father. So I just humble myself into your hands that we can hear and receive and persevere for you, Master. Anoint thy servant. Anoint my people. We love you, Master, in Jesus' name we pray amen God's people say amen thank you Jesus praise the Lord folks I know a lot of you are on zoom and many of you are here I thank the Lord for you and uh, we want to hear from God's word this morning Amen. amen thank you Jesus praise the Lord Jesus often ministered in parables to explain the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. A mystery is defined as something that is difficult or impossible to understand. Another version of the dictionary defines mystery as a secret. The kingdom of heaven. Is full of mysteries, amen? And learning these secrets can unlock a magnitude of blessings that operate on a higher level than earthly principles. A heavenly wisdom will always surpass man's earthly wisdom. Wisdom from above will not make sense to those who do not have the spirit. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 to 14 reads, Now what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Hallelujah so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Hallelujah. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness unto him, and he cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. In Luke chapter 8, verse 10, Jesus himself states, the knowledge of secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables. Though seeing, they may not see. Though hearing, they may not understand. Folks, this morning I pray that the Holy Spirit will open up the ears and hearts of everyone here so that you may hear Receive and believe the word of God, hallelujah. I pray that the seed sown today won't be stolen from your heart. I pray that it will fall on deep, fertile ground and it will change lives, hallelujah. It will produce a hundredfold in Jesus' name, hallelujah. I believe this morning, heaven wants to make sure you understand the mystery of production. This morning, heaven wants to make you understand the mystery of production. Have you ever wondered why some Christians are so productive? They are so fruitful in every season. COVID happens, and they still have peace. Death happens, and they still have joy. Cancer happens, and they still have faith. They lose their job, and they still serve faithfully in the church. Yet there are others who may be toiling day and night and produce nothing. Folks, there is a secret to this biblical production. And what is the secret of bringing forth a hundredfold? Jesus reveals that secret in verse 11 to 15. It is a secret that will get the devil mad if you come to learn of it. He will be mad because the last thing he needs is a Bible-believing, kingdom-growing Christian. Hallelujah. It can be a very frustrating thing when there is a supply shortage anywhere. Now, the pandemic has reminded us us who have been spoiled in this land of abundance about the disastrous consequence and the frustration of a supply shortage. Now, I remember the horror look on my kid's face a year ago when I told them I went to the store and there was no toilet paper. No one wanted to use the bathroom suddenly. Luckily, that problem was solved quickly. The horror the nation felt when there was a shortage in hospital beds, the ventilators, the masks, the gloves. The U.S. government felt when they realized that much of their needs and and their stuff is coming overseas and they feared a shortage. Then you hear about the vaccination shortage that is felt all over the world. We we hear about the shortage of lumber and other supplies, the shortage of rain and severe drought out west. We hear about the cyber attack that recently caused a shortage in meat supplies and other things. We are hearing about a shortage in houses, in the housing market, a shortage of workers, in several areas of our economy. It seems like there are shortages all around us, a scarcity, a deficiency, where things in the nature are not operating in the way they ought to be in the natural realm. Look around, the political wisdom, the economic wisdom, the medical and scientific wisdom and every other wisdom have no solution or no real solution to the KRs and shortages. Folks, the enemy is trying to convince Christians that there is no hope and create a doubt in our minds about the truth we have heard. Hallelujah. The enemy is trying to make some Christians depressed and fatigued believing that we are a powerless church subject to the forces of this world. We as believers and the church are not subject to the forces of this world. That is not what the word of God teaches us. Colossians chapter 3 verse 8 through 9 reads See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and elemental spiritual forces of this world, but rather than on Christ. For in Christ are the fullness. Somebody say fullness. Fullness of the deity live lives in bodily form and in Christ you have been brought to fullness somebody say i am brought to fullness, Lord, brought to fullness. he is the head over every power say every power, every power. and authority hallelujah not shortage folks but fullness hallelujah Amen. in christ you and I have been brought into fullness and Jesus, who is the head of our lives and over this church is over every power and authority. Hallelujah. So even if there is a power of inefficiency, a power of illness, a power of shortages, a power of famine around us, Brothers and sisters, by the power of Jesus, you and I have the fullness. Hallelujah. Even if there is a shortage out there, the church should be experiencing fullness. Hallelujah. The house of God should be a place of abundance of joy. It should be the house of bread to all those who are hungry. We are carriers of the living water to a thirsty world. We are made into the salt of the earth and a light to this world and bearers of abundant fruit, hallelujah. Where is the church in this season? Are you and I powerhouses in this season or are we part of the shortage supply problem? The scripture that teaches that the thieves comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ came to give us life and life abundantly. Hallelujah. That in Christ we are to be a people who believe and testify that our God shall supply all our needs according to the riches in heaven. Hallelujah. You and I are members of the body of Christ who represent the fullness of God. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Are you full or empty this morning? Are you producing or are you running short today? Why is that some Christians are producing hundredfold in this season and others in a depraved, fearful state? Why is that some churches are growing and others are hiding? What is the secret? In Luke chapter 8, Jesus reveals the mystery of producing in abundance. Shall somebody, Can somebody read Luke chapter 8, verse 11, please? Luke chapter 8, verse 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Come on, somebody repeat after me. The seed is the word of God. God. Verse 12 reads, Those along the traveled road are the people who have heard. Then the devil comes and carries away the message out of their hearts, and they may not believe and be saved. Those that travel along the way, meaning those that just use church as a pit stop, a social gathering or just stop by and hear the word and the devil comes and takes the word out of their hearts. Why? Why does the devil just take it? So they cannot believe. That is is why the Bible says, guard your hearts. Guard your hearts. If you have some gold or silver or cash, Maybe in a bank or in a safe of some kind or lock it with a password. Why? Because you want to guard what is valuable. But if you don't know the value of the seed, the value of the word of God that brings forth life, that shows you the way, that protects you, then you will just allow the enemy to come and take the word away. Maybe you are texting during the spoken word or sleeping or talking or distracted. So you let the seed that would have produced within you many folds to be just taken. Left to be a non-producer, empty, barren, and part of the supply problem. Folks, what are you doing with the word of God that has been spoken to you? Do you remember his promise this morning? Did you take in his available counsel? Are you guarding it? Do you believe it? Did you let it take a root? Is it growing within you? Or did you just let the seed be taken? Will you receive the word of God this morning? Christian life is a process, folks. Growth is a process. But in every season, regardless of what is going on in the earth, the believer has the assurance that in Christ there is fullness and in Christ there is sufficiency. Hallelujah. He is more than enough. He is more than enough. Luke chapter 8, 12 teaches us that if I keep the word, I will believe. If the devil takes the word, then I won't believe. You and I don't have the ability within ourselves to just believe. We need a word in our heart to believe. The enemy knows if the word, the seed, takes root, then the lost will be found. That the weak will become strong. That there will be captives that are set free. That there will be soldiers who will join in the kingdom. Hallelujah. The enemy will try to distract you and steal it if he has to. But before you can get hold, he will try and get it. Maybe on your way to church or leaving church, he will let an argument start. Or he will create a doubt in your mind to question the word of God like he did with Adam and Eve. One goal to keep this living word of God, the real word, the seed from taking root in the hearts of God's people lest they believed. Follow with me, verse 13. Somebody read verse 13 for me, please. They on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation, fall away. Now those on the rocky grounds are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in time or testing and temptation, they fall away. In time of testing and temptation, they fall away. Brothers and sisters, sometimes the trials and temptations we go through in this life is not about us, the illness, the betrayals, the family misunderstandings, the struggle at the job, the pandemic. It's not an attack on you. It's an attack on the word that you heard. Hallelujah. The devil is not thinking about you. The enemy is after the word. He is mad because of the word. He is scared because you received the word with joy. He is shaking because not only did you receive the word with joy, but because you dare to believe. And a believer becomes a threat to the kingdom of darkness. The trial and temptation is targeted, is set up for you because you're not just one that is traveling along the way like the first guy. You receive the word with joy. When you receive the word with joy, you become a dangerous Person because scripture teaches in Nehemiah chapter 8:10 that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. So if you keep that word, then you will keep that joy. If you keep that joy, then you will be a believer who has gained strength. If you gain strength, then you will be strong in the Lord and the power of might. He knows when God's people operate in power that we take down strongholds and become thirsty for more anointing. And if we grow in anointing, then we will receive an assignment and the devil is after your assignment. Folks, he is after your purpose. He is after pastor's purpose. He is after my purpose. He is after your purpose. He wants to destroy the commission of the church to spread the gospel. Don't believe me. The secretary of the church just announced the church will be open without needing to register. Great news this week. We got news someone that's positive for COVID. So, of course, there is distress and fear. But thanks be to God who provided us with the technology so the word and worship can still spread. Hallelujah. Is there anyone here in my word of God today? Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Is there anyone here ready to receive the word of God today? Are you ready to believe that the word through every trial and tribulation, are you ready to receive it with joy? Because if you receive and believe this word with joy. Then you, God strength. Hallelujah. And with that strength comes power. And with that power comes anointing. And with that anointing comes an assignment. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There may be a labor shortage out there. But my Bible state, the harvest is plenty. Hallelujah. But the workers are few, folks, so pray. Let us pray that you and I and the many will receive the word with joy and grow in strength and grow in power to pick up your assignment and be the church of God. Hallelujah. To pick up our assignment and carry it to fruition. To pick up our assignment and fight the good fight. To pick up our assignment so that when the master returns, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. With some of those assignments comes an eternal award. Don't let the devil take the word from you. Don't let him steal that seed. Don't let the troubles or riches or temporary pleasures of this world stop you from growing in the word of God. Hallelujah. For without the word of God, there is no assignment. Without the word of God, there is no seed Without the Word of God, there is no growth. Without the Word of God, there is no fruit. Without the God of, word of God, there is no joy. And without the Word of God, there is no strength. Folks, without the Word of God, there is no power. Without the Word of God, there is no anointing. Without the Word of God, there is no assignment. The devil wants folks to be separated from the Word of God. He wants families to operate out of the boundaries of the Word of God. He is looking to advance a church that is not rooted in the Word of God because a church with a Word is a church that operates in obedience. They receive the Word. It is a church that operates in faith. They believe the Word. It is a church that operates in joy, a church that operates in strength and becomes a shelter a refuge. A church that operates in power to cast out demons and put down strongholds. A church that is anointed. Hallelujah. A church to carry out its assignment to spread the gospel to all the nations. Hallelujah. A church. Let's hold on to the seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can be people who shows growth in every season. A people who produce hundredfold by the grace of God for his glory. Hallelujah. In this season where the earth is facing shortages all over, let us represent the fullness of Christ. Are you empty? Are you thirsty? Are you feeling tired? Come to Jesus. Pick up the word of God. Let us be people who receive his word with joy and hold on to it. Let us be a people who become rooted in Christ. But what does it take to be rooted in Christ? The seed has to take in the soil. Let's look at what Jesus himself teaches in verse 15. But the seed on the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word retain it persevering produces crop. folks step number one we need a good heart (laughs) we need a good heart the bible teaches that all man is born into sin and that the heart is deceptive the remedy is jesus the word became flesh for you and for me jesus can give you and me the right heart the psalmist says, Change my heart, oh God. I thank Father God, I thank God for the word that changed my heart. But I pray that the word of God continues to work in my heart. Step number two, you need to hear the word of God. So you have to position yourself to be around the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Position yourself around the word of God. Step two. Step three, you need to retain. And guard the word. That means we need to abstain away from anything that can try to push out the word from growing and taking root. The Bible in Luke chapter 8 identifies three things that will try to take the space of the word. One, worry. Two, riches. Three, pleasures. Therefore, all of these need to be aligned with what the word of God tells us otherwise If these take space before the word has a chance to mature, it could be a problem. Finally, we we must be a group of people in verse 15 who persevere these difficult times. We cannot give up. We must hunger for the word. We must receive the word. We must believe this word. We must guard this word so that when the enemy tries to steal it, We fight. We fight during these hard times to be under the word even more. Folks, persevere. Don't give up. You and I have an assignment. You and I have been called out. Especially for those of you in the ministry. It is important that you align ourselves with the word. We fill ourselves with the joy of the Lord. We ask the Lord for an anointing and we press on. Hallelujah. Worship team, press on. Sunday school ministry, press on. Board members, press on. Prayer leaders, press on. You team, press on. Whatever ministry you are in, press on. Shall we stand? If you are just new to the faith, press on. He is faithful, his promises that you will not be empty. Let us persevere and produce a hundredfold. I pray that the house of God have no shortage in this season, that we will be filled with the fruit of God. Folks, this morning, if you are experiencing any drought, any withered state, any shortage in your spiritual life, your basket is maybe empty, know that Jesus, know that Jesus Christ is more than enough. He is more than enough. Let us sing that song. Jesus, he is more than enough.